Hello, hello, hello. And welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. Oh, you already know. This is your girl, Fabulous Frida. And it is now 3.57, I'm sorry, 3.57 a.m. in the morning. And here I go again, as God has awakened me. But when God awakened me, it was a little bit earlier before now. And this is the thing. When God awakened me, he laid something in my spirit because I believe what I was praying for as he laid me down to sleep earlier. And I began to just pray for people. Pray for people from all walks of life. So many times we get tunnel vision to just pray for the people in our families or the people in our culture or the people on our jobs or people in our circle. But I was led to pray for all people. And as I awakened, the spirit of the Lord laid upon me the number four. And I said, the number four. And I said, God, you've been bringing this number to me in the last three years. What is it about this number four? Now, I've already looked up the spiritual meaning and angelic meaning of the number four. But until this morning before this podcast, God instructed me to do a deeper dive into the number four. Listen to me. The four most important things in the world. This is what God was saying to me. The four most important things in the world. And I'm telling you, as the Holy Spirit was teaching me, let me tell you something. I understood Another level of why God instructed me to pray for people. Because we as a people, there is so much division. There's division culturally, politically, as well as religiously. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. So anyway, the four most important things in the world. That are forever. There are four things in this world that are forever. And I want to share those four things with you. Now, but before I share those four things with you, let me share with you something that I discovered in deep diving into the number four. When I began to deep dive into the number four, it mentioned four sites, four sites, and four sites are four events described in the legendary account of Buddha's life, which led to his realization of the importance and the ultimate dissatisfaction of conditions that exist. I said, mm. That's interesting. So according to Buddha's life and legend, before these encounters, he had been confined 
to his palace by his father. Somebody got to get this. His father lived in a fear for his son's life. He feared that his son would become a satiric. You got to get that word. Acidic. Acidic. A-S-C-E-T. As in Tom, I-C. If he came into contact with suffering of life according to a prediction that he had received. So according to his first venture out into the world, out of the palace, it affected his son deeply. And it made his son realize the suffering of all people. And compelled it compelled him to begin his spiritual journey as a wandering ascetic, which eventually led to his enlightenment, the spiritual feeling of urgency experienced by his father is referred to as Samvag, Samvagog, Samvagog. But anyway, I'm not going to get into all of that. But what I want to share with you about ascetics. Now, ascetism is a type of ritual of lifestyle. It is characterized by when we deal with an abstinence, an abstinent form of sensual pleasure often for the purpose of pursuing spiritual goals. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. An ascetic may withdraw from the world for their practice or continue to be part of society, but typically adopt a fugal lifestyle characterized by the renunciation of material possessions, physical pleasures, And they also spend a lot of time fasting while concentrating on the practice of religion or the reflection upon religious matters. Oh, I hope y'all get this. Various individuals have also attempted to live an ascetic lifestyle to free themselves from even addictions. Some of them particularly in modern life such as money, alcohol, tobacco, drugs, entertainment, sex, food, meat, etc. Now, immediately when I read this, I could think about why certain people practice and follow the Buddhism religion because it, it incorporates in them a concentration. And I say, you know what? Let me tell you, I'm telling you. So I'm saying, God, you know, because sometimes, y'all know me, I, I get very perplexed trying to comprehend Christians. Hello, I'm just going to keep it 1,000. And I be watching and looking and listening and paying attention to why is so many Christians out of all the other different religions that, 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 identify themselves as Christians, that label themselves as Christians, that put all these religious posts 
Oh, God help me today in social media platforms. But at the same time, they'll lose control in a minute. They're getting their feelings. Oh, God help me today. And when they get in their feelings, their feelings will ride them like a wild bull. I'm just saying. And they get to the place that they don't know who to honor. They don't know who to respect. But yet they say they are Christians, which is the number one religious in the world. And this is the thing. But I'm coming to the understanding that a lot of people don't even know what a Christian is. And that's why the scripture says, if you believe in your heart concerning Jesus. And this is the thing. A lot of people may know of God. They have read of God. They have read of Jesus, but they are not. Christians according to the doctrine of the Bible. You can see it all up in their guts and in their character. I'm just saying. That is not how a Christian should conduct themselves. They're not even Christ-like. I mean, this thing gets real deep. And that's why a lot of times people who even say things like rest in heaven. I be thinking they don't even know what they're talking about. We, we, I could see people who say rest in peace. But you don't, you don't know who's going to heaven. None of us know unless we get there. Hello. And then people become so cliche-ish. Listen, you got to grab this. So actually in my reading this morning, as I was reading on Acidism, lifestyle of people, and reading about Buddha. Oh, God help me today. Let me tell you something else I discovered. This is all stemming from the number four, which I'm going to give you them four things. But this is the thing I realized in Buddhism, there was a leader named Brahman. Oh, God help me today. So when I said Brahman, wait a minute, that's the name of the handbags that these people like to carry because I don't know why. But the first time I saw one, it just something about it didn't set well in my spirit. And I saw the person with it and they went to bragging and boasting about a Brahmin. This was about three years ago. I said, what's that? All the new handbags. So they told me they got one that cost four or five hundred dollars. And I'm listening and looking at the environment that they're living in. Hello. And I'm thinking that you mean to tell me you pay four or five hundred dollars for a purse and you on a program. I'm just saying I know people don't like me. But I just feel if you on a program, hello, I'm just saying, in a government program, you ain't got no business with that kind of purse on a program. I'm just saying. If you need food stamps, if you need TANF, if you need Section 8, if you need help with your utilities, 
If you need, and see, this is the thing. People are getting right ugly about the government not giving them services. But at the same time, they don't know how the government is watching them. They stand on these social media platforms at these stores and taking pictures and at these restaurants with a Brahmin bag. Really? I'm just saying. I don't even know if anybody make them knock off because they ain't never been cute to me. And I asked the person, I said, why are you walking around with a winter bag in the summer? And that's when they say, oh, this is a Brahmin. And I was like, oh, really? See, this is what I'm telling you. Listen, you got to listen to me. You got to, if you are a Christian, let me put it that way. If you are a Christian, Christ-like, one of the things we must learn to practice in our ascetism is not being caught up in the pleasures of the world. That's why I say I just watch people. I I listen to people. What you talking about? You talking about a car that's a taxi cab somewhere. You talking about a purse that you don't even realize that was generated under the name of the God of Buddhism. Hello. Look it up. Brahman was a Buddhism king. The material Brahman was taken from an ox. And see, sometimes we don't understand when we start trying to figure out what's going on with my children, what's going on in my house, what's going on in my life. You don't know you've invested in something that came from other gods. Hello. That's generated from other gods. And I've heard people say they've gone in somebody else's house and cast out and told them to throw out stuff that was 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 bought in China, which a lot of folks stuff is bought in China. I'm saying everybody in in the world probably may have some bought in China that was satanic, and they believe causing a sickness. But see, at the same time, we don't pay attention to the stuff we may have. Hello, I'm just saying. See, me, I'm just now, I'm living a life where I'm just, I like a good leather handbag. But it don't need nobody's name on it. I'm just saying. And the only reason I like a good leather handbag, because the quality, and it lasts longer if I'm going to invest my money. But I have gotten away from a name and a name brand. I want quality. That's the brand I want. In everything about my life, spiritually as well as naturally, I'm not into the fashion trend that I got to be trending, that I got to put on what other people wear. I got to carry what other people carry because a lot of this stuff, what people not paying attention to is generated by other gods that promote or is generated from other religious of people that are manufacturing these products. Oh, God help me today. But at the same time, people don't understand why my marriage not working. You don't know when you brought that contents, that Brahmin bag in your house. You don't know 
what ritual goes behind manufacturing something that is and promoted by other gods, even worshiping an ox. You ever want, because I said, I said, what sense does it make? Because see, this is the thing about those bags to me. I'm going to just say to me. Why would you want something hot, penetrating heat? Because a lot of times in the summer, you know, people trying to wear cool colors and cool things to cool off. And I'm like, but it'll be lighter weight and cooler to touch if you had a straw bag. But they just wanted to carry what was traditional at that time. I said, but it penetrates a warmth. That's why it's considered a winter bag. Hello. I thought it was snake skin. But until I read tonight, it's an ox. It's built from an ox. And see, this is this is why I'm saying we need to really, as a people, as a whole, really start paying attention to things and asking ourselves, why are we investing in these things? Why are we doing these things? What is that about? And we say we Christians, but are we really Christ-like? So even in, even in going to understand an ascetic lifestyle, a lifestyle that is practiced, historically and observed in many religions. Listen, this is where I really got intrigued. Many religions and philosophies, traditions include, listen to all the religions that include practicing asceticism. And asceticism is a good thing to practice. Don't be, don't be, listen, listen, let me tell you what it means again, because I think somebody missed this. Acidotism is typically when you adopt a fugal lifestyle. That means you're not excessively spending. And see, right before I went to bed, see, this is why you got to grab this, because when God moves, he really moves in a union of his presence. And so many times people generally move in a religious sector and not a presence. See, see, they don't get into the presence of God. They end up practicing the traditional religion. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. I, I Listen, this thing is serious. And so when you begin to adopt an asceticism lifestyle, then you become, you begin to renounce materialistic possessions. You begin to renounce all these physical pleasures. You begin to spend time fasting and concentrating on the practice of religion or reflection upon spiritual matters, things that matter to your spirit, which is your soul. Now, in all these religions I'm about to name, this is practice. But our true leaders, our true believers, really practicing this. 
And the reason it says that we should practice these things in an attempt to free ourselves from addictions. Some of them, particularly in our modern day life, money, alcohol, tobacco, drugs, entertainment, sex, food, meat, and etc. Asceticism has been historically observed in these religions I'm about to name. Buddhism, Jainism, Hinduism, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Stoicism, Epicureanism, and Pythagoranism, Pythagoranism, Pythagoranism. Now, these religions I just named, if you fit in one of them, then it is said that we should practice continuing even other religions that may do it to begin to abandon all of these sensual pleasures and lead a more abstinent lifestyle in the pursuit of, this is the part you really got to get, a redemption, salvation, and spirituality. That's why I say everybody religious is not spiritual. Or oh, I hope somebody get that. When you are spiritual, you begin to make time. I mean, you will literally, let me say, give time. You won't have to make time. See, in every one of those religions that I just finished naming, oh God, it just was mind-blowing. Because I did some reading under each one. And sadly, listen, you got to grab this. Sadly to say, Christianity was the only one who do not practice a daily regiment lifestyle of giving committed time to God. Now, why am I saying all this? And you will see why it's a great falling away. Because we have gotten so caught up. In the religious sector, sometimes I'm telling you, I just sit back and I just watch people and all this sensual stuff that they got to add to, add on, involve themselves in, be a part. I've never, ever, ever thought when social media opened up, everybody would have to show their face every day. Everybody would have to do this and they try to act like. Oh, God, help me today. I got to say it. They try to act like they doing it in the name of Jesus. They try to act like they doing it in the name of God. But when they get off of social media, they can't call the sick when they sick. They can't go visit people or write letters to people in prison. They can't even practice self-control when somebody say something they don't like because they get in their feelings. Hello. And the person could be telling them the truth. And they know it's the truth. And if you're a Christian, then you definitely should be able to embrace the truth without getting in your feelings. I'm just saying, hello. But that's not Christ-like behavior. 
So, you know, that's why I'm not impressed with all this stuff that people want to throw on social media. I'm not impressed with them want to throw on clothes and get on there and teach and talk truth. But they ain't walking in the truth that they talking. Jesus called them hypocrites. I'm just saying. So what, what, what? You find yourself living an asotism life because you find yourself withdrawing. And I said, God, I said, wait a minute. I know I'm not no Buddhism, but, but the, these, this was one of the most profound things they practice. Until I went ahead and moved forward and read that it is also practiced in Christianity. But you don't see a lot of Christians practicing that type of lifestyle. They got to go and, and, and exert money. To buy certain cars, even though they go in debt, even though it make their credit bad, even though because they trying to do stuff to impress people. And they have the audacity to call all these things materialistic, excessive possessions that they can't even pay for. They call them blessings. Hello. And I've been saying it. I'm talking about how could they be so distorted? To not comprehend, I can tell you from my own experience, at 21 years old, you don't need to be a Christian to drive a Mercedes, a Jaguar, a Cadillac. You don't need to be a Christian to get a nice house. All those things people consider as a blessing. And I just been sitting back from 21 asking myself, do they not know and understand murderers, thieves and drug dealers by the same material possessions? This is how distorted many different Christians, because I don't know about other religions that I engage with to, to, to speak on them. They don't understand that the real blessing is the four things I'm about to give you. That's the blessing. The four most important things in the world. That's the blessing. It's not material things. Because material things, that's why I can't understand people. When they need a prophecy for something material, you can buy that if you just pay your bills on time. Hello? They'll give you what's called credit. Because unless you paying for it cash, I always think about Jesse the Planet. He's a religious uh, minister. He paid for everything cash. Unless you paying for everything cash, you in debt. And according to the scripture, the Bible says that the lender, that the borrower, let me get it right, that the person who has to borrow is enslaved to the lender. So according to scripture for Christians, hello, it says, oh, no man, nothing but love. So if you in debt and you borrowing and you got to get something and pay on it in order to to maintain it. You enslaved. Now, I'm just saying and being enslaved is not a blessing is what I'm trying to get people to comprehend so if you go in debt buying a house and you struggling and you straining, oh God, I know nobody don't want to hear this. 
Because there's so many people's mind has been seared. And they ain't going to like this message because they're going to be saying, Oh, sure now, that is a blessing because I prayed and I got it. Well, you prayed and you got it because God honors his word. God gave, allowed you to get it. Because he said that the prayers, the effectual fervor prayers of the righteous availeth much. Let me tell y'all something. It's some drug dealers that pray and get stuff. I'm just saying. Don't be so naive. Don't be so blinded. Don't, don't have that Pharisee spirit. You blind leading the blind. Blessings and true blessings. See, that's why I tell people, I use the word blessings a lot. And I hope people get what it means. But blessings is not about material things. Because it's stuff that's going to be left here. Oh, God help me today. I got to get off, but I got to tell y'all these four things. These four things. Because I tell you, when you get into practicing ways to abandon all this sensual pleasure in your lifestyle and you begin to pursue redemption and salvation and a closer walk with God. I believe your actions of purifying your body will help to purify your soul. And that's our greatest connection. With the divine divinity of not only God, but an inner peace. I'm telling y'all, you must grab this. I hope somebody grab this. And this is why you got so many people in their feelings and falling out. That's why when I used to listen to people say, and I got to say this, that because they were Christians, and they thought they were Christians, or they denounced that they were Christians, or they claimed that they were Christians, they used to say, don't drink, don't smoke. And, and these were the things that would defile your temple. You know, this was taught in the Pentecostal denomination. And I used to listen to, because you know, they used to say, you know, these things defile your temple. But I used to think about water can defile your body. If, if what goes in your body defiles you. See, and people didn't like when I started teaching that about four years ago on, on my, 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 my Facebook Live. And, and I did a message because people need to stop telling people that lie. It's what comes out of you that defiles you. Now, and that's what your Bible say if you are Christian and you read the Bible. It's what comes out of you. The more jacked up, messed up, tore up from the flow of ways where you don't want to speak to somebody because they told you the God truth. Not their truth, but the God truth. God said we should practice self-control. God said we should practice patience. God said we should practice love. And when that's not exhibited and you call a spade a spade, then that spade want to get offended. Oh, God, help me today. I'm trying not to go there. But I think somebody need to be there. And so, therefore, we get caught up in a systematic way instead of the ascetism of our relationship with God. And then we don't, we don't understand how come we can't 
help ourselves to purify, to purify our soul and to abstain from all these different connections. I never seen nobody. They got to have an activity every day, an activity every week, an activity all the time. But at the same time, oh, God, help me today. They don't know how to love their neighbor. I'm just saying hello. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't know. They don't know how to forgive. Oh, God, help me today. They don't know how to let go of the pains of their past. But they tell you that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we can ask or think. I be listening to people quoting scriptures and I said, do they really understand what they say when they say what they say? Why they don't do it? Why then if God able to allow that and you know that, why are you still harboring and holding on to the pain of the pain? People couldn't understand. You know, I got an old, old flame from back in the day and they told me, they said, every time I think about you, I get joy. You know, my best friend, she said the same thing. She said, because I never rem- remember a time that I, I can recall you were angry. You were angry. And you know why? I wake up every day with joy in my heart. In spite of my past pains, in spite of what I've gone through, in spite of what I've been through, in spite of what somebody said to me, if they said something that hurt my feelings, because people think I don't have no feelings sometimes. I think they really do. But it's not that. It's that I know how to ingest the truth and filter if it applies to me i'm a, and it's attached to me cuz if somebody got to call me out on what they see oh god help me today then that means it has manifest you know, I don't get that that's why i'm big on galatians chapter 5 the works of the flesh is manifest. That means I don't care what you tell me your title is. I don't care what you try to convince me of. If I see with my own eyes and hear with my own ears the manifestation of the works in your flesh. Oh, God, help me today. I'm not the one you need to convince because I'm still not convinced. I'm just saying, hello. Because this is the thing. When you start living a... Asemitism. You'll start recognizing spirits when they don't even recognize their own self. See, some people don't know cards and they don't know when you lay the cards on the table, they can maybe recognize the shape of a heart and a diamond. But if they've never ever played cards and don't know a card, they may not know what a club or a spade is. I'm just saying. Because somebody told me, they said, well, I don't know how to play spades. And I thought, you don't need a skill. You just need to know what a spade look like. And you just need to know how to count numbers. I mean, that's very simple. If you know how to count from one to ten, that's all that's in a deck of cards. And everything else has a face that you can identify a jack, a queen, a king. How complicated is that? So if you know what a spade look like, then all you need to do is play, is follow suit. 
You play a spade when a spade, spade hit the table. If you know how to count, then the highest number always win. I mean, and, and sometimes I listen to people. And they act like things are complicated. I mean, if you don't want to play, listen. I'm not trying to teach nobody how to play cards. If you don't want to play, don't play. But if you if you if you if you like the entertainment and you're going places where a lot of people like that as an entertainment, and you want to be a part of it, don't treat it like it's complicated. Because to me, that's to say you can't count from one to ten and you can't recognize what's a follow suit. That's how you learn some things. You follow suit. That's what people do when they buy them Brahman pocketbooks. I'm just saying they follow suit. They ain't did no research. Let me hush. Let me give y'all these four things because y'all know I get carried away. I get carried away because I be I be trying to I I I be I be what they call it SMH. I used to scratch my head, but now I, I, I'm just really I'm I'm starting to shake my head because it don't make sense with all this available knowledge in the world. All this available knowledge that we gotta be such a trendy group of people without seeking. To know for ourselves. And even if you don't like to read. Hello. You used to have to read everything. Because I'm still a bit old school. Just like tonight. Well this morning. I was reading a lot. But you got now. You can pull stuff up. And listen to learn. Oh God help me today. Let me give you all these four things. The four things that the Holy Spirit woke me up and said. The four most important things in this world. The four most important things in this world. And when these things coexist in your life, that's your blessing. That's your biggest blessing. All that other stuff is just that stuff. Believe that. You're going to leave it one day. It's just stuff. And if you if you live an asymptomatic practice in your religion, and I already named all the religions, so if you fall up under one of them, if you're a Christian, then you begin to know and comprehend and understand that. And that's why sometimes I, I, I be listening. I, I'm telling you in the course of one conversation, I kid y'all not. A person kept naming the brand of their car. I think they named it about 10 times. And I said, God, they can no longer be consciously aware. Like, why is a person got to keep naming the brand of their car, the make and model? Just say a freaking car. Because I'm the one you talking to. <laughs> and believe me when I tell people, I'm not easily impressed. I don't care if it's a celebrity. I'm not easily impressed. So if celebrities with their trillions and billions of dollars don't impress me, trust me, people who live in, a mediocre, in my opinion, or a pompous lifestyle compared to the Kardashians or whatever, whoever you want to name, uh, Bill Gates. If they don't impress me, trust me, I'm not impressed when I say that. So when people call me, they don't need to try to impress me because I'm not impressed. I'm just saying. These four most important things in the world that are forever, listen, forever, forever, 
It's an eternal word. The first one is life. God said that he would never destroy the earth again. And when God created the heaven and the earth, he created it for life to coexist in the earth. So if God would never destroy it again, that means some form of life. It may be an ant. I'm not saying it's going to be humans. But these things are forever life. These things are forever time. These things are forever knowledge. And the fourth thing is God. His omnipresence. God is ever present. Omnipresent means it's always there for everybody. God is. And so when you think about these four things, that's your blessings. Those are the four things you should be thankful for every single day, night, and throughout the day. All that other stuff, it just fits in between. I'm just saying. There will always be life. There will always be time. And this is the thing about time. It's always moving and it never stops. Time never stops. That's why I was sitting and talking with my oldest son the other day. I said one of the most regrettable things I'm learning about the blessing of time. If I was able to go back, but I can't. I would have chose a whole different pathway because you find yourself locked in with people year after year after year after year after year. And you pour yourself out and you pour yourself out and you pour yourself out and you trying to teach people and, and, and guide people and lead them as the Holy Spirit teach, lead and guide you. And then they get stuck on stupid and you done consumed all these years. And then when you done separated and departed ways, you look back and you realize they still stuck on stupid hello I'm just saying and all that you've invested and I said I said Derek if I could go back into he said mother he said you know what I feel you and I feel the same way that's why I tell people now be mindful who you connect your life with be ever so mindful because once you've invested the years and the tears and the time you can never recover or recapture that but one thing about it, time is always moving and it never stands still. And we are all allowed it 24 hours in a day. And what you choose to do at that time is not only important, but in this dispensation of time, it's critical. And that's why I had to re-examine my recommitments this month. And I had to sit down and give my own self, oh God help me today, a talk. I said, you've been consumed on these telephones and hello phones. Because some people give you a phone call. Some people give you a hello call. It's like going to hell with them in that drama. And that reiteration, they go back and forth and back and forth over the same thing. It's nothing new. They give you the same data. They give you the same old jacked up information. They stuck into the pains. 
Not only of their past, but of their present. And I said, you know, no matter how many testimonies I'm pouring out, God, to share with people how I overcame. How if I overcame serving the same God is what I'm trying to get people to see. That's why I get lengthy. That's why I'm giving you testimonies. Because the same God, if you believe of God, if you believe, I didn't say what religion, I say if you believe. Oh, God, help me today. The same God that brought me through every testimony, every trial, every test, every tribulation is available for you. That's why I'm big on testimonies. Because we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's why people wear crosses. Because they understand the significance. I hope they do. But then again, they probably don't. (laughs) That it was a sacrifice on that cross. That's what the cross represents. Oh, God, help me today. That's a whole nother teaching. That's why I don't wear crosses. I don't. And this is the thing. When you really come into those four things. I got to say them again. I'm telling you, if you really get this, you will understand the transformation that will begin to take place. You will understand, first off, number one, remember, is life. You should appreciate every breath of life while you have it. You should never spend any other day from this day forward. You should be married and committed When you married and committed, there's just certain things you will not do if you married and committed. And if you're married and committed to God, see, this is how you can tell people that's real and real and real can get. They will not be murmurers and complainers. I know I started a part one. Check out my podcast on part one. I got some information for part two and three. But part one, if you really love life, If you really enjoy your breath of life, you will not consume so much time in your life finding things to pick apart and murmur and complain about. I'm just saying, this this is an indicator of ungrateful people. Because these, remember, these things in the world are forever. And so the, the time that we have for however many days, however many years, or weeks, or months. Why would we should use them murmuring and complaining? But that's important. Your life is important. But most people think material things are important. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what a mind been seared. They think that's the blessing. But, but they don't realize your life is the blessing. Number two, the time. Because without time, you can have no life. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You cannot coexist without God granting time from the beginning of time. Time came before life. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Number three, knowledge. If you are a believer and you are Christian and you believe in God, one of the things that the the Bible says, we are forever learning. No, No human life. That has time in their life will ever stop learning. 
unless you have been turned over to a reprobated mind. That's a whole nother teaching. That's why I tell people that's the danger zone. You can keep playing crazy if you want to and know you're not crazy. You can eventually bring into fruition the manifestation of what you speak and what you think. Hello, I'm just saying that's that energy. That energy of acting like you need sympathy. Oh, let me get off my teaching for 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 complainers. And number four, God. We cannot do anything without God. And out of every religion, denomination of practice that I named that practice, uh, what's that word? Asceticism. Uh, all of them believed in God. You don't hear what I'm saying. Hinduism, Judaism, uh, uh, Buddhism, all of them believe in God. Islam. All of them. So what segregates them from us? That's why I said I'm not a denominational person. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a religious person. I'm a believer. Oh, God help me today. And anybody that believes in the omnipresence of God, they don't need no religious denomination title. You just believe. You believe in God Almighty and his omnipresence. I'm going to tell you, even when I was doing some deep dive study, and I'm going to say this to put a pen, I even ran across the religion that teaches Yahweh. It's not even Christian. It's another religion. It's a paganism. It was. It came from the Romatisms. That's what the Romans people and I start listening to people that say, you sure, Yahweh? And I said, okay, well, I'm not going to say it because I don't know what it means. I got to do my research first. That's why I'm saying we got to stop being so consumed to mimicking. And we don't know the core and the essence of why people saying what they saying, wearing what they're wearing, carrying what they carry. Get somewhere and practice some ascetism. And start realizing that all of that stuff, even people in the philosophy of some of those religions, that's how Yami and Yahweh came into existence. They, they was philosophers and they wanted people to think that they were so elite in education. Oh, God, help me today. And at the same time, but I hear people say it now and they about dumb as dough knobs. And I be trying to make it make sense. Why? Who are you trying to impress? And why is the biggest question. Why? Why? That's what I love about Jesus and his journey. On Jesus' journey, he was never about trying to impress people. And he tried to teach people that. He said, look, pattern yourself after John. John went dressed up. I'm just saying, hello. John didn't go out and, and, and name names about all these fancy restaurants. He lived off <laughs> wild berries and honey. I'm just saying. And, and, and they didn't try to give all these etiquette speeches. And, and, and this is the thing. You start asking people or saying things to people, they have to ask you what that means. But then I be trying to think, but 
But, but why do people boast in their acclimates if you stuck and stagnated on comprehension of understanding? Now, listen, I already know there are diversified levels of degrees. But if anybody got a degree to indicate you're teaching people, to indicate your position is to teach other people better, to teach other people knowledge, then listen, obtain some is what I'm saying. Otherwise, that's them Pharisees spirits. I'm just saying. And the Pharisees spirits in this conclusion, because I thought I was going to at least minimize this to 30 minutes. But I needed to release what the spirit led me to release. And to whom can receive it, can receive it. And whom need to relinquish it earlier, that's fine. Because that's not why I'm on here. I'm going to keep repeating because I think people really don't get what I say. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with people who got short attention spans. I'm not impressed. Because, see, I know then there's a void of patience. Oh, God, help me today. And which is a void of the fruit of a spirit. Now, I'm not saying that because you got to sit here and listen to me. I'm saying that because if your spirit don't know how to be patient to absorb something that can help transform you into a better being. Oh, God, help me today. Then that in itself is not willing to embrace one of the four things. Because this is what I say. And I'm going to tell you this. When I minister, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself as well. And see, I, I, and when God give me something to release, I had to receive it as well. Because I'm not a hypocrite preacher or teacher. I'm not a hypocrite person in releasing information that I don't practice. That's a Pharisee spirit. That's a Pharisee teaching. You know what Jesus said to the Pharisees? I'm going to say this and put a pen. He called them blind leaders of the blind. And there are a lot of blind leaders. That's what Jesus called the Pharisees. Now, now if Alfreda said, am I, am I criticizing? But, but then I'm, I'm just repeating what a man said that you believe in, who you pray and call on. His name is Jesus. I'm just saying, make it match and I can make it make sense. I'm just saying. So if Jesus said that there are leaders who will lead people, the leaders are blind and therefore they're leading people that are blind because them blind people follow them. And that's why I say some of these people, they cannot lead me from the back door to the backyard. I'm just saying. Or from the back porch, because you got to get out on the porch. And some people have a big back porch. So I'm going to say you, they can't lead me from the back porch to the backyard. Because they blind leaders. And I'm not blind. So they can't guide me. I'm just saying. That's them Pharisees, leaders. Now, that's what Jesus said. You know, y'all, our Lord and Savior, because he is my Lord and Savior. But if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, I'm saying that's what he said. This coexists in the world, and it just didn't just show up when Alfredo was born. This is what Jesus said. So that means it been in existence way before you and I, because you weren't back there then either. Hello, I'm just saying. So take them four things. 
and really meditate on them and understand that anything in a day that's operating from those four important things that the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit this morning to to receive as well as release, then that's a blessing. When you have life, time, knowledge, and your spiritual relationship with God, all the rest of it is stuff. Yes, it's a privilege to have comfort, but comfort ain't never gave nobody salvation to get into heaven. I'm just saying, hello. And on that note, as always, (laughs) may the blessings from heaven Flow, flow, flow down into your lives. I'm so happy. I tell you, I'm so happy. I got joy with Jesus. And meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires as you delight yourselves in God. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, may you go back, revisit, Rewind and listen to this download and make it resonate in your spirit and you become transformed by the renewing of your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. God bless you until the next time. Bye for now.